This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly sponsored by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. As a city supporter, we know you value delivery, and McDelivery is up there with the very best. You'll always be winning with McDelivery because just like Kevin De Bruyne, McDelivery puts your order right on a plate. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered as well. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for you tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's 377 days since City last played in the Carabao Cup, but tonight it returns. We'll preview City's third round clash against Chelsea, guess whether or not Erling Haaland will be involved and try to muster up some kind of predicted 11 for tonight's game. It's Wednesday the 9th of November. It's match day once again. I'm Amos Murphy. I'm Ollie McCool. And this is the City Report podcast. Unbelievable! Manchester United 1, Manchester City 6, it's 2 for Dzeko. Tottenham Hotspur 3, Manchester City 4. They have made the impossible possible. Welcome back, Ollie. First things first, the question I'm sure everyone is wondering, it's, it's been the, the top of the headlines today. How was the pie? Did it go down well? It was fantastic. Absolutely, oh, nice. Absolutely lovely. The rest, the re- giving it the rest after, just perfect. So for, for any listener that needs a tip on how to make a pie, talk to me. <laughs> talk to yeah, me. exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, new podcast uh, series coming out soon. Uh, mm. Maybe that's how we'll, we'll fill the World Cup gap. Did, was it just pie on its own? Did you have it with everything? Mm. I mean, I, I have to have gravy. I'm sure you, as a bona fide northerner. Little bit, little bit of gravy on the side, some root veg, just nice. All the classics it was absolutely yeah, fantastic. Sounds superb. Mm. Fair play. Um, yeah, recipe coming soon. Mm-hmm. Recipe soon come, as Cole would say. <laughs> um, right, okay. Let's get into the let's get into the football then, because we'll we'll whittle through this today. Match day once again, another home match. It's just every other, <laughs> will mm. City ever play away again? Who knows? Um, but the football is literally never an end, never ending. We've reached full Michelin web at this point. But let's crack on. Later than build, City return to League Cup action tonight. It's a fixture usually played in September, but World Cup, etc., etc., as has been the case a lot this season so far, means it's coming to us in November instead. Tough tie to kick things off, isn't it? And and probably isn't the game either manager would have picked for the third round. No, I don't think so. Um, I remember the, the, the draw was a bit... Um... 
Oh, Chelsea. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. And I think I think I, I think I'm right in saying Tuchel was still in the job when this draw was made. Yeah, yeah, I he think, was. I think I'm right in saying that, which is astounding, frankly. <laughs> um, but yeah, Graham Potter is a manager. As Pep knows well, Pep praise has praised him massively. So mm. it, should, it should be a fun game, regardless. Yeah, you, you were hoping in these sort of games, both teams go for it a little bit and that could be to City's detriment because usually City in control win the game but you know cup games usually do bring the best in out in in most teams and it is so long since that draw has been made the teams have changed quite a bit since you know you you think back to what would it been late August Erling Haaland was netting in hat-tricks for fun now he's a doubt whether or not he'll play oh those good old days when you're scoring three (laughs) hat-tricks in a row Um, I'm sure we'll get back to them soon but Chelsea obviously as you say have a new manager who started really well under Graham Potter that's teetered off a little bit in recent weeks I think is it four or three matches in the Premier League that they were without a win, but obviously topped the Champions League group and, and will play Brushy Dortmund in the round 16. Mm-hmm. But like I said, with cup competitions, anything can happen. I'm sure that Chelsea squad, who have had a really torrid couple of weeks in the league, will be eyeing this up as a chance to make a, not only a statement against City, but also sort of rid them the league form. Get rid of that, go to the Etihad Stadium, put on a show, and I think it'll be a tricky match. I agree. It's almost like a palate cleanser for Chelsea, really. They've just come off that horrific Arsenal defeat where, mm. you know, thanks, Graham. Couldn't have done us a favour there. But, you know, <sighs> it's it's one it's Chelsea, Chelsea and City is always one of those games where it's always just a bit pernickety and it's a bit tricky and it's... Yeah. You know, they're, not, they're not a fun side to play against. Uh, Graham Potter hasn't got them playing the brilliant, expansive football we've seen at Brighton. Um, obviously, it's Raheem Sterling's first trip back to the Etihad, which is a whole talking point in itself, which I'm sure we'll get on to. Mm. Um, yeah, it's just, ooh, it's it's one of those that, you you know, there's not really a kind of word. It's just kind of, ooh, and little annoying. Mm. Right? Um, and especially, you know, City's recent performances haven't been fantastic. Obviously, they played brilliantly against Fulham with 10 men. And they've got to be commended for that. But recent form before that has been a bit touch and go, even though the results have came. So it it is one of those that feels pretty open and Chelsea will be happy about that. Yeah, even though um, I think if it was at Stamford Bridge, it'd be more so. But even the fact is at the Etihad Stadium doesn't necessarily make City nailed on, which is... um, an unusual saying because in most games that is the case. Obviously, it isn't always the case with results, but in terms of heading into it, but there's definitely stuff for Chelsea to work with there. And you mentioned the name, thou who shall not be named. Um, the the man who is likely to steal pre-match headlines, you have to say, Raheem Sterling. His last sighting at the Etihad Stadium was just after he'd clipped a ball to the back post for Ilkay Gundwan to set the comeback off and then obviously wheeling away in celebration for the winner moments later, lifting the trophy. He wasn't involved in the in the trophy bus celebrations, of course, and, and that was it. Gone away with the wind. He he never he was never seen in a city kit ever again. And and since then has said a few words that have, have burned bridges quite emphatically you have to say it's it's a few months ago and we've not had a chance to speak about it since but that interview where he said that he couldn't wait to get out of city it was turning toxic or worse to these effects you know it's not quote sorry verbatim but still it, it it was it was a little bit right mate you didn't need to say that and mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see how he's received because it, it's by all accounts a packed out mm-hmm. etihad tonight and um yeah i can imagine there'll be a few who weren't best pleased Oh, well, I'm one of them to start. I want to put that on the record. Yeah. I was one of those who 
you know, we, we gave this guy seven years at this club. We and he and we wanted him to stay. City is a club. There's no way City wouldn't have offered a contract mm. if you know talks were heading that way. I just, yeah, I find it disrespectful how he's talked about a city and the whole not signing a kit on the preseason tour. It's just, it's little things like like that that can just irk fan bases. And city are a fan base that are easily mm. irked, and you know, I, I won't, I won't deny it. It's annoyed me how he's reacted, you know, because I think, it, you know, if you compare it to say Zinchenko or Jesus and how they left, and they were very kind of thanking Pep for the opportunity, but I needed to, but it, it's a good move mm. for my career. Um, but I'm still very thankful. You know, Sterling didn't even do a, a, an interview, whilst everyone else who left the club did. Um, so it's it's gonna it's gonna dominate the pre-match tour because it is right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, his his reception, I, I can't imagine it's going to be that positive. Mm. Um, Raheem Sterling, he's seventh in the league, or, or wherever <laughs> Chelsea are now. Yeah, because that's the thing as well. You know, you, you look at Zinchenko; he's had a little bit of injury concerns this season. But you look at Gabriel Jesus, and while sections of the media are constantly reminding everybody of a city persuasion, just how incredible Gabriel Jesus is now, despite doing literally nothing different than when he was in a blue shirt, you can tell he's enjoying his football. And 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 they've they've. I'm not going to say the the grass is greener over that side because you'd still expect City to finish above both of those two teams in terms of Chelsea and Arsenal. But in terms of their overall play, their overall mental state, you can you can see them enjoying themselves. And it's really nice to see Gabriel Jesus and Alexander Sinchenko get that love. With with Raheem Sterling, I'll give my opinion on him in a, in a little in a little moment, but in terms of the football inside of things, it's it's couldn't have gone worse for him, could it? He left City. He wanted this sort of main role at Chelsea. The 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 entire talk over the last few years was as to why he's struggled in a City shirt or has not been as consistent was the fact that there wasn't a striker there for him for his chances to be created. You know, he was burdening burdening a lot of City's goal scoring uh, responsibilities himself. He leaves City. They get rid of a striker who he'd worked perfectly against in Lukaku. They just about bring one in at the end of the window in Aubameyang. And he now currently finds himself under Graham Potter playing right wing back. It isn't the romantic return to London I think Raheem would have probably dreamed of. No, God, no. Um, I think it's kind of been one of those where he must be looking at his career. he, He must have, at some point, in the last couple of months, had a, had a look at City, especially when Haaland was mm. banging in those goals. And the game that sticks out to me is the Manchester derby, you know, and how he and Phil Foden worked and how yeah. Haaland Foden worked off each other. Raheem Sterling, if you watched that game, must have been thinking, oh, what have I done? <laughs> what have I done? Because you can you can just imagine Raheem being on the other side of that partnership in that, in that yeah. front three and dominating with those two. Um, but he's decided to go and be a wing-back, which is... Fair enough to you, Raheem. It's not the role I would pick out for you, but um, Graham Potter knows more about football than I do. Um, but yeah, just everything everything that seems to have made his decision to go to Chelsea has disappeared. Mm. You know, Tuchel talking as the main man, Lukaku, even Aubameyang, he's a, he's a brilliant number nine, but he's not the same sort of profile mm. as a Lukaku or a Haaland or even an Aguero, mm. um, you know, who obviously Sterling had fantastic success with. So just every little thing has just changed. And Chelsea are still a club. You know, it, Pot, Graham Potter's calling it a process. Some others may call it a turmoil because it, it's not been great mm. for them. Mm. Um, so, you know, it's up to Raheem. Can he go and earn those massive wages that he's being paid and 
you know, put 20 goals in this season. It's not gone that way for him so far, but who am I to judge? Well, yeah, and it's gearing up for a masterclass at the Etihad, isn't it? On his on his, uh, on his rightful mm-hmm. return, and you know, with Chelsea not in great form, City obviously looking to conquer once more, and and the stage is set. Raheem, can you go and deliver? Going back to the sort of the the moral side of things, I think it's it's interesting that we're here today because you've said that you were quote unquote pissed off with him, basically, or worse, those effects again. For me, I, I, I personally, and, and this sort of represents City fans, I guess, in sort of, I, I would assume, 50-50 split. Me personally, I, I find it difficult to find any bad words about Raheem Sterling, the player, both sort of on the pitch, his role for England, his role in society. I, I find him, I always idolised him whilst he was a City player, and, you know, I still hold that respect. Do I think the comments were childish? Yeah, I think we saw that when he left Liverpool and he joined City. Some might say it was Liverpool, they behaved differently, whatever. He came out and he, he smeared the, his time with the club there. You know, I suppose you can come to expect something like that happening. I think Raheem Sterling, as a, as a footballer, is a little bit individualistic and, and that's absolutely fine. Footballers are, you know, it's a short career. You're allowed to bounce one, from one place to the other. He wants to be the main man. That's absolutely fine. His intentions were good. However, obviously, when you look back at it, it's not worked the way he would have hoped. So I think, you know, it's it's no coincidence. We, in the last couple of months, we haven't heard interviews from Raheem Sterling where he's smearing City again because you look at the trajectories, they've obviously gone in two different ways. But as for City in this game then, as always, it's difficult or nigh impossible to guess how City will, will set up for this one. We'll start with Erling Haaland. Pep Guardiola said yesterday in his press conference, he's, and I'm not going to do the accent because uh, we nearly offended Americans yesterday. I'm not going to offend Catalonians today. Um, he's not perfect still. We'll see tomorrow. Important is the bone is not broken, just ligament damage a little bit. Not perfect right now. Um I've played football. I'm sure you have too, Ollie. Ligament damage, whilst it isn't a broken bone, still bloody hurts. So it doesn't sound promising in terms of his chances to start in this midweek game against Chelsea. No, and I don't. I think if he'd been injury free anyway, I don't think he'd have started. Mm. You know, e- even though it is Chelsea, you know, maybe you could give a you could give a reason for that. But yeah, if he's still got a little a little bit of a niggle of Pep's favourite word <laughs> when it comes to an injury. Um, if he's still got that little bit of a niggle in his foot, then don't don't risk it. It's the Carabao Cup. If it was, you know, if if you know, if this was seven months time and the league title's on mm. the line, then you take you take the pain killing injection and you get on with mm. it. You know, we had that last season with some mm. of our players. Um, but for Erling, this, it, if he's fit, if he's fit enough to come off the bench at Fulham against Fulham, he's fit enough to come off the bench against Chelsea, and that's not going to be a problem because you know you look at Julian Alvarez. What's it? Five goals in six starts or something. Mm. You know, four consecutive starts, four brilliant performances from the lad. So I've got no qualms if it's Harland or Alvarez. Um, if Harland's fit to start and Pep is happy with that and the players happy with that, get him in the get him in the team. But if not, it's not the biggest deal. Yeah, and I think in the wider scheme of things here, we're not. Well, at the moment, we're not going up for this usual busy winter period. Erling Haaland will not be in Qatar with Norway, although they have got two friendlies, which is nonsensical. Why are international teams playing friendlies in the middle of the season? Anyway, but, you know, these two City games left before the World Cup break. There may be a game before Christmas. If not, it's going to be uh, Leeds on, I don't even think it's Boxing Day now. It moves to the 28th. So there's a big gap in between for him to recover stick him in a cryo chamber, get him back up to full fitness, mm-hmm. switch the robot energizer on. Um, and, you know, if he doesn't play today, 
Brentford's going to be a big game on Saturday. I'm sure we'll do a big preview for that and it'll be interesting to see whether or not he's in the team for that one. Elsewhere, then, how do you see City setting up? Because I, I think Ortega's a dead cert between the sticks. He's shown competency in his start so far in the last couple of weeks and I'm sure he'll play in the cup games as well. Alvarez, for me, is likely to play. Haaland fitness notwithstanding, I think we could have seen those two together. We still might see him. We're not going to write him off. Uh, Erling Haaland, that is, just yet. The the rogue shout, I think we could get to see Rico Lewis again. Um, obviously, last week against Sevilla, it was a dead rubber. This has something on the line, but I think he proved in that game he has it in him at least to, to be deployed in a match where you know league points aren't on the line. Other than that, I reckon it will probably be a little bit like we saw against Sevilla in terms of players who maybe not initial starters, those who usually find themselves on the bench getting starting minutes now. I'm not too sure, like some were predicting last week, we're going to see that many youth players involved, which is a shame, but Chelsea's a big game and and there is a trophy on the line later down the line. Yeah, um, I think Cole Palmer will get started in midfield or out on the right wing, you know, in the same role that he was playing against Sevilla. I think the lineup would be pretty similar to that. Um, I think they'll take the opportunity to rest Rodri, Mm. uh, Gundogan deeper um, in the deeper role. Uh, if Kevin De Bruyne and Bernardo start, then um, they'll. I'll be concerned mm. after after Saturday know, just, as well. I'm not sure they've got much left. Yeah, yeah. Just give, give give them the rest. They need it. They deserve it after Saturday. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it'll be one of those very fluid front mm. four fives. Mm. Um, Riyad Mahrez is obviously going to come in. He's kind of the second choice team guy, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is a, which is a shame after his form last season. But you know. These, if he can put performances in this game, then you know maybe you get to start against Brentford. Mm. Maybe he starts after the world after the World Cup because obviously he's not going as well. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think the only kind of real question marks is defense. I agree, Rico Lewis is definitely going to start. Mm. I think I, you know you can't put in a performance like that and then just be sidelined for a few months, especially when the cup games are kicking off. So Rico in. Ruben Diaz didn't start against Fulham, so I think he'll come mm-hmm. in. Nathan Ake alongside. Uh, Sergio Gomez at left-back. Um, and then maybe Jack Grealish. Maybe he'll fudge someone into the left, left-sided left mm-hmm. role. Um, we'll have to wait and see. Uh later on tonight yeah yeah fudge is a nice way of looking at how do you fudge someone in i'm not sure i want to see jack Grealish get fudged into a left side role but um i know exactly what you're saying it probably just will be that sort of team we've we've come to expect with guardiola you know the 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 wholesale changes rarely happen and and when you've got a squad good enough of players to come in and out it it feels a little bit fluid doesn't it when 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 teams are being changed finally then for part one um some news from the press conference yesterday calvin phillips is expected to be on the bench which is which is great news i'm sure two englishmen sat across from each other now is even better news for for england's world cup prospects whether or not he goes we'll find out next thursday um or is it this thursday i'm sure it's this thursday isn't it yeah 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 jesus it's not gonna be two days before yeah yeah um, yeah so we will find out tomorrow a bit of reaction probably on the pod for that as well but that's great isn't it it's been a really really difficult start for that for him and um two Lancastrians as well two Lancashire boys I'm sure we can cut the Yorkshireman a little bit of slack this time (laughs) yeah definitely um Calvin's kind of been the forgotten man at City um Maybe he's the new Glauber Bertie. <laughs> oh, don't uh, say for, that. One for, one for the old, one for the yeah. old school fans there. 
Um, you know, he's, he's kind of played that role. Mm. Uh, the most we've seen of him so far was in a Halloween video. <laughs> um, so to see to see him back on the bench is going to be fantastic. Hopefully, he can get he can get on and get mm. some meaningful minutes if he's fit enough. Mm. Um, it's not a game where I want to be seeing Rodri come on. Put it that mm. way. So. Calvin, we're all behind you, mate. Yeah, to yeah. get on in this game. Yeah, and on Saturday as well. I think if you can get some minutes in before the World mm-hmm. Cup, I won't be against him not going. But obviously, as a as a footballer, as a person, these opportunities come around very, very few and far between. So Absolutely. it'll be uh, it'll be nice to see him out there if if it is to be the case. Um, right, okay, that'll do for part one. We'll be back in part two with a little bit of Carabao Cup trivia to get you all in the mood. Welcome back to the City Report podcast. It's Wednesday and I'm with Ollie as we're looking ahead to City's third round clash in the League Cup against Chelsea. So last week, Ollie, uh, we had George on the show and I, I set him quite the task. I said, could you name for the final uh, Man City group stage game in the Champions League of the season, could you name every single opponent City have played in the Champions League? And he did really well. I think it was 27 teams or 29 teams. He only didn't get four. So you're following this up and I have to say it's probably a tougher ask. It's it's, it's a much more obscure ask. I'll, I'll put it that way. Um, same sort of format. In front of me, I have got a list of every team City have played in the Carabao Cup or League Cup, whatever title it came under, since Pep Guardiola arrived at the club in 2016-17. There are, da, 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 I think I counted 19 teams for you to try mm-hmm. and get. Yeah, 19 teams. Obviously, some teams have played City twice, more than once. That they, they only count as one. Finals are included, so bear that in mind as well. Fantastic. Do you think you're up for it? Do you think you can name um, as many as you can? I think so. Um, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back through in my head. So starting with I. Oh right, so Chelsea obviously playing them tonight. Um, yeah, yeah, played them in the 2019 final. Um, the famous Kepa one. La- Yes, the Kepper, I don't want to come off and then <laughs> loses the penalty shootout. Well done there, mate. Uh, last year, obviously, went out to West Ham. Correct. Four, debuta- four or five debutants versus Wickham. Uh, before that, Spurs in the final. Man United in the semi. Liam Delap against Bournemouth. Yeah. Uh, it was the opening game of that round. Um, 19-20, Man United in the semis again. Yeah. Um, Southampton, Tommy Doyle made his yeah. first start for the club, yeah, if I'm not shout. mistaken. Uh, Aston Villa in the final that year. Yeah, um, well done. Oxford United that year as well, came back to them for the second time. Uh, Preston, yeah, this is I want to well. say as well. It's about halfway um, through, I reckon. Yeah, so 2018 19, so obviously Chelsea in the final. Um, Burton Albion in the semi-final, that yeah, 10-1 yeah. on aggregate victory. <laughs> yeah. That was a, that was a good night at the Etihad. Uh, yeah. Raheem Diaz his two goals against Fulham. Yeah, this is my encyclopedic. <laughs> this encyclopedic is going really well. Of the really well. Uh, obviously Oxford, Leicester, who we also faced in yeah. seventeen eighteen. A couple of times playing them. Yeah, um, the other penalty shootout in seventeen eighteen was Wolves. Yeah, Claudio Bravo heroics. Um, also in seventeen eighteen, Arsenal in the final, Bristol yeah. City in the semi final. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there was a game against Burnley in there. Yeah, I wasn't sure you were going to get that one. That was uh, only yeah. a couple of seasons ago. Um, I think that should. Be two, two left. left. Two left. Yeah, two this left. is really good going. It was one of the Birmingham teams. 
or West Midlands teams. Not Aston Villa, because obviously that would have counted already anyway. Said them, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I already said Wolves, so they don't count. Wouldn't have been Birmingham City because we haven't played them in a very long time. If I can't remember the last time I played them, probably when they were last played time them in the, in the FA League. Cup, that... FA Cup in the um, in the oh yes, that's behind right, closed door season, but not in the League Cup. Yes, Do you want to drop a couple right, of clues? That leaves that leaves West Brom. Surely. Oh, West Brom! Yeah, shout one that leaves left. West Brom in that one left. Um, was and I'm guessing that's the game before Man United and. Pep's yeah, first season. It's the first Carabao Cup game Guardiola managed. They're currently a championship team, although they currently weren't at the time. Team. They weren't at the they time. They weren't at the time. So 16, 17. So who? This is for a full sweep. This is for a very have, impressive full sweep. Have Have they been in the Premier League since then? Since that season? I want to say no. You want I want to say, say no. no. I don't think they have. City have played them in the other domestic cup competition since oh. then. Oh, we'll say so it won't be, it won't be we'll something say, like Newport. No, we'll say twenty uh, seconds or so to get the full. Twenty sleep. seconds. Not Sheffield. Wednesday. You're not a million miles away with Newport. Let me tell you, both geographically. Okay. Well, yeah, league position wise is quite far away, but geographically, maybe that's a clue going into the final ten. Swansea. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Nick of time, Ilkay Gundogan oh. time. Then, geez, that's a fair shout. That all nineteen teams, um, City have played since Guardiola arrived in the league. Cool. That, you've got to be impressed with yourself there, Ollie. That was superb. I, I love the Carabao Cup. What can I say? I wish I had. A, <laughs> I wish I had a can of Carabao instead of this cup of tea. Just yeah, to celebrate. yeah. You're letting yourself down there, dear mate. Yeah. But no, that was impressive. Fair play. So uh, all 19 teams. Um, obviously, in that time, City won it four times. I want to say is that right? Yeah, the 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 forty. Four of yeah. So uh, may, maybe it's the the start of another famous Carabao Cup run tonight. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I hope so. Um, because obviously Liverpool winning it last year, that means they've gone one ahead of us in overall titles. We were level with them for it. Mm. And then obviously they've gone back ahead. So I don't really, you know, I, I kind I really want City at some point to eventually be the leaders in amount of one of the trophies. Yeah. And the Carabao seems the kind of obvious one there. Um, so, and it is, our, it is our trophy. It's, it's <laughs> you know, it's the cult, yeah. the cult, the cult trophy of Man City. So I want, I want it back. I want it back. Yeah, we'll we'll have to wait and see. Obviously, that's tonight. Uh, it could be a short-lived journey in the Carabao Cup. It could be a fruitful <laughs> one. We'll have to wait and see. But um, until then, I've been Amos Murphy. I've been joined by Ollie. Ollie, thank you very much for joining us once again. And until next time, we will see you later. Make sure you're geared up for Man City's end-of-season running with McDelivery. Great food delivered right to your door. By using McDelivery, you won't miss a moment of City's crucial running, and just like Kevin De Bruyne, they deliver your order exactly where you want it. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants only, 18 and plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.